0: Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium with your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, and pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our effort is always to get our shows information and message out to more and more people. And I cannot do it alone. I would love for you to help me. So please do me a big favor by sharing and also tagging friends that you think would really enjoy the episodes that we have coming out just so they get more information. As always, I'm passionate and committed to helping everyone create a harmonious family. That's why I created my online Harmonious Family Blueprint program where parents and their kids are going to learn how to create a system and foundation that's going to bring more harmony, happiness, excitement, and still keeping boundaries, balance, and values in the family unit. If you're interested in being a part of this amazing three-month journey... Email us at info at with your contact information so we can schedule an interview time. The link to the email address is in the show also, and if you're not ready to dive into a three-month program yet, make sure you get my Amazon number one best selling book called Amazing Itty Bitty Book on Family Leadership, 15 Simple Tips Successful Companies Use that Families Can Implement at Home. It's just 30 pages. on paperback and $2.99 on Kindle. And the link to purchase the book is also in the show notes. Today, our guest is a former professional athlete. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to sports. He learned that success wasn't based on just the physical talent alone, but rather the ability to mentally be prepared for unrelenting tests of character. And he took the lessons that he's learned as an athlete, and turn them into his lifelong purpose. It's impacted people's lives by shifting their mindset. With a vision of helping others live a life of confidence and passion, his mental performance coaching is aimed at elevating your belief in what you're capable of achieving and also aligning your mindset with those new expectations. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Dane Ginrich, Hi, Dane.
1: Jacqueline, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm like, you said pumped. So, I, I, like, excuse me if I say I'm pumped like the entire show.
0: That's what we want. We want parents to get pumped up again. Yeah. Dane's website is CoachDane, C O A C H D A Y N E dot com. This topic is also near and dear to my heart, Dane. I love it. It's about helping our children explore their passion and eliminating our decisions based on what we want, right? Yeah. And our limiting beliefs. Before we get into it, I want to know more about you. Why are you so passionate about this topic?
1: I grew up from the first day I was playing tennis and basketball with my mom and dad. And when, when they... When they split and it was it was my brother and I and, and my dad and, and we, you know, we grew up playing sports and we grew up talking about um, sports and talking about leadership and talking about, quote, excellence and greatness and whatever all, all of that meant and, and how the the mentality piece, the mindset played a role in that. And, and I looked to him and he was my coach. Uh, for a long time, I really didn't have uh, an official coach until maybe I was like 16 years old. And we did everything together and we hung out and we, you know, we literally did everything together. And he was such an amazing father. Um, and he helped kind of cultivate what I'm doing now and helping others achieve a level of success, whatever that means um, to them, primarily through the focus of mindset. And I use a lot of what he has taught me growing up with my young athletes, I work with a lot of, you know, teenagers into college, they would want to turn professional and then work with them. But my love is for the, the, the kids coming up, right? Because there are so many lessons that we can learn from whatever sport that we that we dive into and take them into our real life situation. So there's so many life lessons that we learn from sports. And, and, and I've learned so much from from him and, and my mom. And now I'm a dad of an elite, Uh, of a competitive gymnast and all the lessons and so it's just here we are again i'm i'm trying to teach her what i was taught and trying to help with the lessons that i learned and the mistakes i made and and now watching her grow and trying to allow her right as you mentioned in the in the beginning allow her to fly allow her to follow her passion and her dream of of gymnastics without getting in her way and that's that's really difficult as a parent right
0: yeah i think we talked earlier about where do we know where it's our passion or is it their passion
1: that's brutal it's tough right because where is the line where do we cross the line where do we draw that line like and i mean the 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 funny the most ironic part about this is she like her passion her love her joy every day all day is gymnastics she's she's at the gym four or five days a week all she does at the house is jump and twirl and cartwheeling has a bar in a room and a beam outside like it's just craziness but the most ironic part is before she was born my wife and I both agreed if we have a boy he will not play football like and I'm a huge athletic guy I watch sports every sport but football was not going to be on the on the on the table because of concussions, et cetera. And if she was a girl, there's no way she was going to do gymnastics. Like that, <laughs> I told, like there is, I am not It's so bad on your body. You start so young and you have to specialize so, so early and being an athlete and then a coach for 29 years, like one of my number one priorities, you can't specialize. I won't allow. So she, we have a daughter, she will not be a gymnast. And what happens? She's a gymnast. Exactly. So here we, here we are again. <laughs> Well, this is the lesson you have to learn. Right, right. Heard
0: it? <laughs> I was an actor. I saw it in the stage moms. Right. Probably just as you saw it on the athletic field. You can tell from the outside that it's not really the child's. It's more the parents uh, pushing. And then it becomes, I think, that what the child thinks is that they want to But what I find is later on, because I have, you know, friends like this, once we get to high school, where they just end up rebelling.
1: Yeah, it will always eventually come to the surface. Yes. Is it their passion or are you living vicariously through them? Did you miss something out when you were their age and you're trying to push them to achieve some things that you didn't achieve because of X reason, right? So, So let me tell you what your passion is. Let me tell you, sweetheart, I know your passion. It'll always surface, whether... You know whether they're ten or whether they're 25. Somewhere along the line, they will stop, and it will be revealed that it's not their passion. Yeah. And, and and so the the line then becomes because as parents, right? Too many believe like they're our property, and we know what's best for them, and we're here to teach them everything. And I, you and I talked offline like we're here to help, you know, guide and and create boundaries. They need boundaries, and and to to create give them character lessons and right or wrong in that area. But as far as what they love, if she wants to be a rodeo clown, like she's going to be a rodeo clown and I'm going to allow her to be a rodeo clown. If that's what she loves. And I think it's our job as parents to step out of the way, Mm -hmm. support them as much as we can, both financially and with our time and allow them to explore and experience different passions. Cause who says it has to be one passion for the rest of their life, right?
0: Exactly. You said you were an athlete most of your life. How was your father and actually parents to you as you were growing up?
1: So we have we have this talk all the time because it's actually the opposite of what most tennis and basketball and golf parents are are kind of positioned as like we have we have this funny joke in our house now that, that I say, Dad, you should have pushed me harder. <laughs> like, like he was always there at every tennis match and every single basketball game. The first tennis match he ever missed, I, I think I was 22, literally. And I felt lost, I actually felt lost. We were best friends like that. But to the outside world, because he was there supporting and he just loved watching his son achieve and, and live his passion, everybody believed he was pushing me and making me do something I didn't want to do. And that and that couldn't be furthest from the truth, right? When I wanted to stop, I stopped in seventh and eighth grade for two years because I didn't want to do it anymore. And he said, okay, that's fine. So our relationship was phenomenal. Like I actually, uh, and to this day, I, I wish he would have, he would have pushed me to experience a little bit more struggle, pushed me a little bit like, Dane, you're going to have to go through a little bit of pain because this is going to teach you like, yes, I know you don't want to practice. I know you don't want to grind, but let's get out there and, and get through the struggle because later what you learn through it is going to help you off of the court. So it is complete opposite of, of unfortunately what I see too often, you know, parents, getting involved in their child's athletic life or music life, or like you said, acting life, right? Yeah. Let, let them experience it for themselves.
0: How would you help them cultivate and experience this passion of theirs if they don't know it yet? Because maybe there's three or four. How do they even know? And how do you know you're pushing too much?
1: <laughs> so A, al- allow them to just experience and, and try new things. Yeah. Try different things, right? you know we can guide them Hey, i would love for you to try the piano like i uh, try the piano and no i hate the piano all right we're done like like when you say the first time you tell me you hate the piano we're done like even if i was a pianist and i want you to become this we're done if you hate it we're done let's try something else we're not going to come home from school turn on the tv and we're just going to sit all day we're going to find some things and as a parent i'm going to help you kind of experience new things Right. And and eventually. Right. Maybe you're 15, maybe you're 22. Eventually, you will find something that gives you butterflies that moves. you. Right. Right. Um, So until then, let's just try a bunch of things. We don't have to be locked. And I think as parents, we get locked in to a certain idea based on our own background, our own experience or our uh, own
0: failure.
1: Exactly, our own failures, our own fears, our own personal da- that that story that's looping in our mind, how often do we hand it off to our children? Yeah. Right? So so A, give them just let them experience a bunch of things. And then B, how do we know and when when they'll, they'll, listen to them. They'll tell us. They'll show us. Right as Maya Angelou said, right, when they show us who they are, believe them. When our children show us they do not like the violin, Stop the violin. I mean, unless like we we have you know my rule is you can quit gymnastics anytime you want, unless we're in the season we've committed to x amount of weeks because we got to finish. That's a character thing. Yeah, we have to finish x amount of weeks, and then when that agreement is finished, we can stop. Yeah, I so agree. Listen to our they're telling us we believe because we're adults and they're children. They don't know what they want. Yeah. Oh yes, they. My daughter knew what she wanted at at. Freaking the first minute she was alive. She knew exactly. And she would let you know. So listen.
0: This is kind of off topic, but the gymnastic world was kind of rocked.
1: Oh, man.
0: This uh, last, what, few months? And these girls were telling everyone what was going on, but the adults weren't really believing them. Children are very aware.
1: Yep. They know.
0: And they know what feels Right. And they know what feels wrong. And if they don't want to be around something, whether it's gymnastic or football or somebody, I think this is the big lesson. The bigger lesson is that they know. And as parents, we need to listen to yes. them.
1: How, how many times have we heard and like, like, it just drives me crazy. I hear a child tell their parent, I don't like this. Like, mom, I, I, I've i tried it. I don't like this. And, and then you hear the mom or the dad say, wait, wait, wait. Yes, you do. I know you do. Like, just try it again. You, you, Yes, you do. Or, <laughs> But wait, 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 she just said, and I don't care that she's five. She told you, she, please listen. And let's find some other things that help light her up. Well, she's only five or six. She doesn't know. And I think that's the foundation. That's the mistake is because she's five or six or eight or 10 that, and she's not a 40 year old adult that they don't know what they want. They do know, like you said, they know, and it's our job to, when they tell us to listen back off and let them experience something new.
0: At 18, they're an adult, right? they considered an adult and they can make their own decision. So what happens at 17 years and 364 days? Like they're not an adult and all of a sudden the next day, now they're all, they know what to do. Right. And I think that's where we, we fail them.
1: Yeah. And, and doesn't it come, if we, if we really break it down, right, just break it down all the way down to its most naked form. It's all about the story that is looping in our minds about, in our, mind. about our fears and our personal doubts, right? And, 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 and doesn't it take so much mirror, I call it mirror work, when, when we're staring in the mirror and having that courageous conversation with ourselves to figure out, am I modeling my fears and my doubts and my past experience? Am I giving that? Am I handing that to my child? Or am I, uh, am I allowing her to walk her own path? Regardless right. of if she's five or 15 or 35 and that as parents, we don't want to, we don't want to have that conversation in the mirror. We just want to say, I know best because I said so. Right. <laughs>
0: You're a minor. and I'm an adult. So. Right. And I love that you said that self-awareness. Cause I feel like it's great that your father, Dane was very supportive, but not pushy. But I find that we tend to repeat our pattern that we learned Unless we're self-aware. Like, you know, you'll find a dad being pushy, being too much to their son. And then he then, when he grows up and has kids, repeats the same thing. So there's no self-reflecting here. Do you find that as something you see out there is common?
1: All the time, right? That's the first piece is... Can, can let's just ask, can we break this like what do i have to do to break the cycle yeah. there's always a cycle there's always a negative cycle always yeah and, and, and so what do i have to do to break the negative cycle the answer is always like i have to i have to have this really brutally honest conversation with myself yeah and as parents we don't want to do that right because it's painful and and it's how difficult is it to say to ourselves like i'm pushing too hard it's my fault right it's, it's easier to say my son or daughter didn't or isn't good enough or just needs to work harder when in reality it's us it's it's us it's always us
0: it's so easy for parents to say fix them yeah they're the ones that needs fixing and then everything will be better
1: yeah (laughs) absolutely and you know I've been wanting so my first tennis lesson it was I was 19 years old and now I'm 47 don't tell anyone okay don't tell anyone how old I am this (laughs) between you and I
0: I'll keep it a so that,
1: secret. That, that's a lot. So I was playing and coaching at the same time in my early 20s, right? And then I went full-time coach. And I've always wanted to, and I told my wife before we have children, we have so much free data. I have so much free re- research, sweetheart, to see what worked with these parents, what didn't work. I worked with a ton of kids and dealt with a ton of parents. And wow, she was amazing, or he wasn't so good, and this is why. And she was just fantastic. I have so much data. And I've always wanted to put together, since I was 20, a parent performance program where it's coach and it's athlete and it's the parent right and and because as we say so much of what our child is how they're responding and how they're performing whether it's on the court off the court on the field wherever it is it's based on our parents performance and so i waited until my i had my daughter and now i've created this parents performance program and i'll tell you this is probably the most difficult program and i've launched so many coaching programs this is the most difficult program that i've tried to launch Jacqueline because the parents don't want to take that look, right? Because then they have to say, well, it's, Oh, it's my story that, so I screwed my kid up. Yeah. Right. Like let's raise our hand. Like, Oh, it's my fault. And, and how much, how much healthier would our children be if that self-awareness piece was number one in priority in that mirror, we said, it's on us. How my daughter How my daughter views the world is going to be based on the lessons I teach them about my worldview, Mm. right? And allow her to experience her own thing, but she's looking at us, right? He's looking at us and he's not mimicking what we say. Our children are mimicking what we do. Right,
0: one of our episodes we talked about mixed messages, and this is what it is: we say one thing, like "get off the electronics," I don't want you to do electronics anymore; it's too much. And then we turn around and we're on our phone, and we're like, "just a minute, I'm on, I'm, I'm on a call; that's I can't right. talk to you." Right. right? Or they're seeing us; we're checking our mail and our Facebook, and then we're telling them they can't do it. That's
1: right. That's right. It's easy- Well, it's so much easier to talk. I mean, that's what we do all the time, and. I mean, and over here on the athletic side, everybody wants to be a level 10 performer, but they're only working at a level five, right? Everybody's telling their child, not everybody, but like to your point, we're telling our children one thing, but they're modeling something different. That's right. Like you said, self-awareness. Are we honest? And allowing our children to call us on it, right? It calls me on it. Oh, my daughter called me on it.
0: That's, That's the thing is kids will call us on it and it's up to us to receive it or reject it the more we reject what they're saying i think the more gap we're building in that relationship when they get to that age as a teenager when they should be respecting you because of how you model now they're not and they're getting into things that they shouldn't be
1: right and that's going to be on us yep right as much as we're going to say oh no 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 no," it's because she met what's her name in class and it's her fault and her parents no 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 she and it Obviously, there's no perfect blueprint because we're because because you and I are the best parents to ever live, right, Jacqueline? And we make children.
0: mistakes. Yeah, that's
1: right. I and mean, of course, and and we only have control over what we have control over, and so it's our job to have that self awareness piece and model how we want our children to live, not just talk. Yeah. Just talk. Yeah,
0: talk is yeah, it's cheap. That's right.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: How do you explore? Th- like, say your child wants to get into something that you don't really agree with. What do you suggest the parent should do?
1: Well, it depends on, I guess, why I don't agree with it. Is it going to be unhealthy? Is it going to be unsafe? I mean, is she gonna? Does she want to be? Does she want to ride bulls? Like, at, at nine years old, if she said, "My, you know, I went over to my friend's house and she has a ranch and she got on a bull and I want," like that would be really tough. So, so. Again, I would, I would pause, I would hit pause and, and I would reflect on, is this my fear or is this really going to be unhealthy, right? So if, if the answer is, this is just my fear and my worry and my doubt because I couldn't do it or I'm afraid of, then you, you, you just have to allow them to experience it. And I think it comes with the foundation of, and this is hard, of allowing them to feel pain. Right. As long as it's not, she's not, you know, she's not going to jump off of a building and try to fly and then <laughs> die when they land. Then, then well, I'll say no to that. Right. Yes. But if it's just going to be something that that I that I can I can foresee as being really painful and she's going to struggle and she might even fail a bunch of times. We have to sit back and say the, the macro lesson here, the big picture lesson is, man, when, she's going to really find out what she's made of after this fall it's not our job to protect it's our job to allow them ex- to explore mm-hmm. and to allow them to fly and allow them to to feel the celebration and to fall right because that that the greatness success call it what you call it it doesn't come from beautiful rainbows and skittles it, it, it there's power in your pain yeah and so as, as parents oh my gosh we don't want our my if my wife when my wife listens to this she is going to laugh because i That's this is my number one. Like I want to, I want to duct tape and bubble wrap my daughter. Like this is my baby. Yeah. But at the same time I I have this other voice over here with the help of my wife saying like, just let her go. Like let her fall, let her fail. Like, yep. She's in gymnastics, yo. She loves to like rock climb barefoot with no, like, like just let her go. She falls, she falls. And so I think we just have to let them, unless there's going to be major, major damage let them let them struggle because because then I ask you why don't we want them to do it if it's if it's not going to be super unhealthy and toxic for them long term if it's just going to be kind of short-term struggle or like what's the real reason we don't want them to do it what's the real reason like why did I not want her to do gymnastics because it was really dangerous it was going to be really I didn't want her to specialize and it was going to be harmful to her body other than that what was it like there was nothing super toxic it was just my view of the sport
0: yeah do you sit down with your daughter and kind of talk to her is there a certain amount of time like you know once a month once every week or something and say how is it going honey
1: this is this is t- so mommy's real i said mommy i said mommy on your show mom mother my sweet su- mommy is really really good at this and she has a little bit more freedom because my daughter knows that i'm coach uh-huh. she knows what i do for a living And, and I, and so I, I have to walk a really fine line because when I ask her and when I have these conversations with her on the side, she instantly thinks that I'm trying to coach her. Yeah. So I have to be really sneaky in the way that I do it. And I have to ask. So, you know, every time we come home from practice, from gym or a meet or whatever, I ask her a question, performance question or how she's feeling or does, are you still in love with the sport? And I just have to let her go. It's hard for me to even follow up because if I follow up then she thinks I'm coaching her. It's a really fine line for our circumstance and the career that I've chosen, but I'm a a huge proponent of obviously keeping the communications open, asking them whether it's once a month, whether it's bi-weekly, having open communication, asking them, but if they don't want to talk about it in the moment, let them have that. Yeah. Right, and it's our it, we because if we squeeze tighter, the tighter we squeeze, the the the, the more they're going to shut it off. Yeah,
0: and I know some kids may be really good at, say, soccer, and they excel in it, and then all of a sudden, by seventh or eighth grade around there, they're not into it anymore. Yeah, and yeah. I think sometimes parents might think like, wait a minute, you were amazing, you loved it. Yeah, you still love it, right? And they're like, right. no.
1: Right, but 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 on, on and in that moment, if we're really honest, we will. There will always be signs of the lack yeah. of passion. There will always be signs.
0: And like you said, you know, sometimes kids need those couple years off so that they can come back to it and enjoy it in a different perspective.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: And especially during the junior high and high school uh, year, where they're getting bombarded with so many new things between their body changing right. and just social aspect of of school life because now they're now seeing the opposite sex as someone that they might like (laughs) and that might take over their desire to play sports that's right
1: and and again and again and that's a fine line too right is it boyfriend girlfriend or is it the lack of like the lack of passion and that's that's the fine that's the that's the tug of war But but if they tell you they hate it, if they tell you they don't like it, if they're showing you, if they're, they're crying about going to practice, please listen, find something else.
0: This goes back to the whole thing about us modeling our action, being self-aware during this whole process so that when the time comes and they show signs that they're not interested, we can see it.
1: Yes. Right. Yes. If we're looking through their lenses and not our story, we'll see it. We'll see the signs. We'll see it all. But we we put on our own glasses, right? We put on our own lenses and we look at their life through our story. And that's how we miss all these things. And then later we go, oh, my gosh, it was so obvious. Of course she didn't like it, right? When, When we get honest with ourselves.
0: And I love how you said they're not our property. I love that. Because a lot of times we think because they're our children, somehow they are our property. And we can tell them what to do, how they should think, where they should go, who they should be.
1: Right. And that's not our job. That's simply just not our job. And I know against it, it goes it goes against societal's, you know, teaching of parent child, right? You know, we've talked about Dr. Shafali off air. Yeah. i am a big fan of her and, and she and her life breaking, her groundbreaking Yeah, conscious parenting. That's right, conscious parenting kinda of open like, wow, she's not my property and, and really like wow that, that makes a lot of sense. But doesn't it take a lot of trust and belief and, and personal security? Right, to, to allow our children to walk their path instead of the path we want them to walk. And if we believe that they are our property, we're going to always force them to, to do what we think they should do instead of when they're telling us, I love you, mom and dad, I love you, but that's not my thing. That was your thing, but this is my thing over here. Yeah. So we have to have the foundational understanding that their path is their path, regardless of our past and, and our.
0: And even if we do see that they're going to hit a brick wall, and like you said, sometimes they need to have some pain, and we can't protect them from that.
1: Let them, let them hit the as long as long as they're going to stay alive. Yeah, as long as they're not going <laughs> to jump off that building and die, like let them hit it. And, and yeah. yeah, You know everything out of your life, all the success you've personally had, Jacqueline. Like when you look back, it's stemmed from a lot of pain.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
1: your response to it. Why would it be any different from our kids? Well, because we have this instinct to like coddle them and protect them from the pain.
0: Protect yeah. them. Right, right, right. So we have a few minutes left. I want you to talk about your current or any future projects.
1: Again, the, the parent performance program as we're on, you know, this subject of, of parent's performance, uh, uh, like a, a really just such a, a a passion of mine is to... Is to help, and and I'm doing it at the same time, right? I have a lot of years of of data and research as a coach, but I'm learning at the same time, and what I believe um, can help grow our children. So I have a parents performance program that I would love to chat with you with. Any parent out there of an athlete, right? And you're struggling with the relationship because it's just it's about the long term relationship. Because when the sport is over, even if they become an Olympian, they become a professional. The sport will finish, and the question then becomes: What really matters is how is your relationship, right? Because that, that's, that's number one, your, your, your relationship with your children. So that's a, a passion of mine. And my, I'm starting to develop uh, a new online coaching program that will be on my site soon, uh, uh, an online coaching community that, uh, that, that you'll be able to see soon. I'm super excited to launch that.
0: Awesome. So we'll have your website, coachdane.com, in the show notes. So then listeners can just click on that and uh, go to your website and check you out.
1: I appreciate you so much, Jacqueline. It's such an awesome show and such a needed topic.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time and your knowledge and definitely your passion.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Okay. And listeners, thank you until next time. Always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.